welcome in season two guys we did it south lot football guys are back better than ever here uh we got football guys uh, against all odds here wasn't sure it was going to happen but you know the nfl came through roger you got it done for us so we're playing ball this week and uh we're here to uh get some picks for you and get you guys ready up to speed for week one uh with me as always i got robbie larson and adam sidek here guys how we doing just ready, man. Tomorrow, it's it's finally back. We'll we'll see how long it lasts, but man, it feels good. Yeah, man, I woke up pretty excited this morning because, I mean, it's it's been a long time since we had football. A lot has gone on <laughs> in the world <laughs> since then. Uh, you know, it's 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 a good relief to be back talking talking football, talking shop, um, taking taking our mind off of things. So it's it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, a lot of bad stuff going on in the world right now. So hopefully, uh, you know, we. Uh, can uh, take your mind off uh, some of those things and uh, you know just try to have a little bit of fun watching the game we all know and love here but uh, guys uh, you know we're, we're gonna jump right in here and uh, get you ready for week one with our uh, gambling takes here but first I want to get your thoughts on uh, just kind of week one philosophies this year because it is a weird year uh, you know with no crowd noise and uh, you know no preseason games so interested to get uh, your guys' thoughts if you have any week one philosophies for gambling uh, I'll start um, one of the big biggest things I was looking at is the cr- lack of crowd um, we obviously we, we've seen it already affect a bunch of other sports and it's almost like they're playing on neutral field and I, when I was looking at all the Vegas lines um, earlier a couple of weeks ago um, that they released just assuming there's going to be some crowd noise um, or th- that home field advantage, which I don't think you could really take much into account. So at least for me, uh, I've kind of just naturally been leaning the away teams. Um, there's definitely some away teams that I'd like to have a shot to win as dogs, um, but I think we'll get into that. But yeah, away teams I think definitely are going to have a little more of an advantage than usual. Yeah, I agree that, you know, minus three for the home team thing. I, th- I don't think that, that flies this year, but, yeah, I mean, you're still sort of seeing it in the line. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. Take advantage of that. Um, my, my tip this year is, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to be be heavily favoring teams with, um, you know, continuity on, you know, either side of the ball. Um, you know, I, I think with the limited amount of practices, no preseason, um, teams with you know new head coaches, new quarterbacks, uh, new offense, defensive systems are going to be at a little bit of a disadvantage compared. I mean, if you look at like the Panthers, say with you know new coach, new offense, new quarterback, you know they haven't had a lot of time to you know get 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 their system going, get people familiar with it. Where you know teams like the Packers, you know, or Ravens, they've 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 had their system installed for a while. That I think they're at a lot lot more of an advantage than some of the teams with a lot of change. So I'll be. Uh, I'll be heavily favoring, uh, or not heavily, slightly favoring teams that have a lot of continuity within their organization. Gotcha. Yeah, I think uh, both good points, guys. Um, For me, you know, kind of what you touched on there as well, Adam, with uh, the, you know, limited amount of practice time and then, uh, you know, no preseason games to really get those live reps in. So um, I think that combined with the no crowd noise, I really don't know what's going to happen uh, in terms of some of these point totals. So I'm probably uh, staying off the over-unders. You know, on leaning towards the side of the over, you think no crowd noise. There should be, uh, you know, 
the away team should be able to move the ball a little bit better, uh, communicate better on the field. So I would think that drives point totals up. But then on the other end of things, you know, the lack of live reps uh, in a preseason game, I think, does affect things too. So I think you could see some sloppy play. Um, I think the point totals are going to be all over the week, uh, all over the map here uh, for the first couple weeks. So I'm probably staying away from those just to kind of see how things shake out. Uh, but yeah, guys, I mean, with that, um, why don't we jump right in? So our Thursday night game uh, on NBC, we've got the Texans and the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are nine-point favorites at home. Over-under in this one is 55. Uh, so, Robbie, I'll turn it over to you. What's your thought? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll start it off. Uh, honestly, uh, this, this is one game I, I'm excited to watch for sure. Um, I'm not excited to bet on by any means. Uh, I could see it go in a whole bunch of ways, especially this is implied to be the highest total in Vegas, um, this week. And I believe it. I believe that both teams, I mean, this Texans defense, it's just not, it, it's not existent in my opinion. Um, Chiefs, you know, they're always in high-scoring games. Um, I'm kind of leaning that the Texans are going to be fighting. Nine points is a lot. Um, and the Texans, the Sean Watson, he's a fighter. Um, I can't remember. Did we have a what, – what, what was it? I think you shared it maybe, Adam, though, about the – what was it? Oh, about Watson hasn't Sean lost. Watson. Uh, who, he, it he, was like he hasn't lost by double digits. Um like right. since high school, like I think yeah. only once. Yeah, I, would, I forgot about that stat. I've got I can't remember, but they may have been broken against the Chiefs in the <laughs> postseason, right when we're talking about it. Um, but either way, he, I I know this guy's a fighter. Um, he's got David Johnson as an addition. Um, who's gonna he, he'll he'll run the ball. He'll be honestly, I I think he'll be better than when Lamar Miller was here. It's gonna be better than that. Just slew of different running backs ahead last year um and i i know that came at the price of losing deandre hopkins but will fuller he's healthy he's he's a good player brandon cooks they brought over um he should be able to well he'll be healthy too for the time being um he should be able to open that up that offense a little bit i think the texans are gonna keep fighting in this one i don't think they're gonna win it Uh, i think the chiefs will take it at home but yeah I, I'm excited to watch this game yeah I I am leaning Chiefs here um you know <laughs> what I think it, uh, that 31 straight points they put up on them in that playoff game is just standing out in my head a little bit uh I think they're gonna put on a show um this is a big game I don't think either of these teams will have any trouble getting up and getting motivated for this one um you know and uh, the Chiefs just have a ton of speed on the field. I, I can't see the Texans covering them. Texans also, like you pointed out, Robbie, uh, picked up a lot of speed this offseason. I'm really interested in, in um, the way they're setting that up. They're kind of setting it up for that ideal spread-type offense with uh, the way their skill positions are set up, uh, especially with uh, David Johnson at tailback now. But um, I just think the Chiefs are going to be too much in this one. Uh you know, I, I think there's just going to be a couple turnovers uh, by the Texans that will uh, really kind of tip the scales in the Chiefs' favor here. So I'm going to leave uh, Chiefs on the minus nine, um, you know, but uh wouldn't surprise me if the Texans wound up covering. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Evan. I'm, I'm leaning to Chiefs. I, I, I'm not going to bet this game, though. I, the one thing I would bet, and I don't know, 55 is a lot of points, but I, I think the over probably hits. Um, 
you know, the Texans, they, they updated or they upgraded their offensive line this offseason. That's probably the best offensive line Deshaun's had uh, up until this point in his NFL career. And I think that's going to neutralize the, the D-line of the Chiefs, and that was their strength. Um, so I, I, I definitely think both teams are going to have their way for some parts of this game, and I think there's going to be a lot of points. Um, but I think you know, Chiefs, they got so much firepower. I, I, I see them pulling away at the second half, and I, I think they cover. And more I think about it, I, I, kind of with you. I'm, I'm leaning on the over here. I think there's gonna um, be a lot of points. I, I, yeah, it just seems it's like start both, all players. It's the first, first game of the season. Everybody's gonna be pumped up after all the BS that's been going on in the world recently. Everybody's gonna be up for it. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, Texans defense not good. Chiefs defense has been at least under the last season was getting better. And you know um, the NFL wants they a good show, too. Beatable, so they, might, yeah. they might call a couple PIs that are questionable, get that point total yep. up. You know, I don't put it past Roger for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I kind of set the Chiefs' base at this game at 31. I think 31's a safe number they can get, too. So if you think that's the low end for the Chiefs, can the Texans get 24? I mean, if it does, then you got to think over. Um, and uh, I think it's very possible that the uh, over hits here. I, I would agree with you there. But uh, we'll we'll see. So yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make this. Uh, I, I do feel good. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna take part in the over. I will one. join you there. Yeah. All right. Um. All right, guys. So just to recap, uh, Adam and I are on the Chiefs. Robbie, you're feeling the Texans. Uh, game two, we've got an AFC East matchup. The uh, Miami Dolphins, uh, led by Brian Flores, a little uh, homecoming for him here. Uh, heads up to New England to take on Bill Belichick's new-look Patriots uh, with what appears to be Cam Newton at the helm. He's not going to uh, give us the satisfaction of naming him yet. Uh, <laughs> it's just been leaked that it's Cam. But uh, with that, uh, the Patriots are 6.5-point favorites at home, and the over-under in this one is 42.5. Uh, so, Adam, uh, what do you think is the uh, outcome in this one? I'm leaning Pats here. I, I I'm not feeling great about this game either. Um, I don't know what to think of the Patriots. I, I believe in Bill Belichick. They still have a lot of good pieces on that team. A lot of a lot of the team's been there for a long time. Um, good continuity. I I think they they get the job done here. They can't feel great about you know week 17 losing to this team at home. Really messed up their season. They, they um had to play a week or divisional round I, I i think they're gonna be up for this game probably cover i i don't i don't see them losing but um i don't i also with i think Devontae parker and preston wilson are both uh preston williams are both banged up a little bit might have a little trouble scoring on this patriots defense because their secondary is coming back strong just as it always is uh yeah you know i'm gonna disagree with you here adam i'm going dolphins um you know, this uh, the same Dolphins team, um, you know, minus they lost a couple of the wide receivers uh, due to opt-outs, but um, pretty much this same Dolphins team beat a better version of this Patriots team uh, eight months ago. And uh, that's that's sticking in my mind here. I just think six and a half's a lot. Uh, I really like the way the Dolphins looked at the uh, end of last year. The last five, six weeks, uh, they actually played some pretty solid ball. Uh, I really like uh, Brian Flores as the coach. I, I think um, you know the Dolphins really got a keeper in him. 
I, I just think uh, this game's going to be a lot closer than that, and uh, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Cam struggles a little bit out of the gate. Like you said, Adam, uh, you know, new quarterback coming into a new system uh, might get a little sloppy at the start. So uh, I'm leaning Dolphins. Yeah, you know, Adam, you made a good point about the the receivers for Dolphins just being beat up. Uh, Preston Williams, Devontae Parker, even Mike Gesicki, um, both questionable. But, I mean, it, like Evan said, Patriots just had a lot of guys who just opted out, so, uh, which I don't blame them. I mean, they're on a Super Bowl contender pretty much every year, so why why would you need to risk it just for... For what? Um, do your job. Hey, you know, they, <laughs> Come on, Bill. They made, they made their... I, I, I'd have there. trouble telling Bill no. <laughs> Tell you that. I mean, the two biggest leaders in that locker room, besides Bill Belichick, though, Hightower and Tom Brady, you know, uh, definitely probably the loudest voice in the room for the last, you know, six, seven years on those Pats team, uh, both, you know, not playing this year, uh, you know, at least for the Patriots. Uh, for different reasons, but uh, I, I think you nope. know that might show up a little bit early too, as they're trying to figure out kind of the new identity of this team. I mean, I agree with you guys. I, I like season long. I completely agree with you guys on the Dolphins and Patriots, but I think this game with Cam trying to have something to prove. This whole Patriots team has something to prove against this Dolphins team. I, I like them covering. Yeah, I I feel really good about the Dolphins um, able to keep it close here. Um, I I like them. I'm confident with that one. Um, I. I mean, just not only that the Patriots, they've just lost a lot of guys. I mean, even, uh, but the Dolphins, um, they went from the start of the year. I mean, yeah, they got smoked by the Patriots to start last year, but um, they came back stronger in that last game of the season, and which is kind of expected of new head coaches um, and Brian Flores. But the head Dolphins team also used, a, they tried to revamp their defense for sure. And if there's strength, Flores would be or would it bring to the table, it would be with the defense. So um, I I like the Dolphins to keep it close here. Uh, former Patriots coaches always seem to have Bill Belichick's number for some odd reason, so I like the Dolphins here. All right. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, me and Robbie on the Dolphins, and uh, Adam is on the Patriots. So can't all agree on one yet. Um Game three, though, guys, we've got uh, the Cleveland Browns heading to Baltimore to take on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Uh, Ravens are uh, a team a lot of people have uh, pretty high thoughts on this year. Uh, Eight-point favorites in their home opener here. Total over, uh, total over under in this one, 48-and-a-half. Um, Robbie, uh, why don't you start us off here? Yeah, this is um, this is a game I'm, I'm kind of unsure about, too, but... I'm going to have to lean on the Ravens to start um, just on this one. The the Ravens, they pretty much have – they've kept most of the same team from last year on um, both sides of the ball, and they, what they did was working. Browns I'm not very confident in, especially with the new head coach and Stefanski. Uh, I, I just not really confident that they're going to be able to point, put points up right away against this Ravens defense. Um, so I'd like the Ravens to cover, even though it's a big number eight, uh, it's, this is a game uh, again. That's, that's probably a good line to me. Um, I could see the Ravens putting up a lot of points. The Browns, I'm just, I just can't picture how they're going to do it. To be honest, I don't know what, what you guys think. 
Yeah, I'm I'm leaning Ravens here too, uh, Robbie. My thought on this is that, you know, I just I have a feeling that you know they're going to put up a big number here. I think they're going to be able to run the ball well on the Browns. Uh, you know, complement play ja- uh, play action with Lamar Jackson. Play Jackson. Like play that. Jackson. Play <laughs> Jackson. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I just. I think there's a good chance that the Ravens are just able to jump out on them early and then, you know, force the Browns into a tough game script with uh, Baker having to throw uh, pretty much on every down. You know, it could be tough. Uh, you know, if once the Ravens get up on you, they're a really tough team to beat and, and uh, hang with. So, um, I don't know. I just got a feeling that the Browns are going to have some trouble in this one. Yeah, I, I was flip-flopping on this one either way. I'm, I'm going to stick with the Browns uh, covering here at you know, interdivision interdivision game. I think out of all the games, I I think not having crowd noise is probably going to benefit the Browns most because uh, I mean otherwise I, I would not pick them um, to cover the eight points. But mm-hmm. you know they're going to be able to run their offense. Um, they they got a lot of they, the Browns are pretty talented. No one's going to argue that. Um, you know even even though they underwhelmed last year, I I just you know they beat them last year. I see them hanging in there and. Uh, and you know maybe making it a one score game and if they they do that then they're going to cover but uh it, you know not not a lot of convi- conviction on this game yeah and to your point Adam I mean the Browns were the team that played the Ravens the toughest in that division uh by far so um you know they might just uh, be a good matchup uh you know personnel wise so we'll see uh kind of a toss up one though I don't I don't see myself uh, betting on this one uh yeah that line seems uh pretty good so all right, guys, if we don't have anything to add on that, then uh, let's go back to the AFC East here uh, for the Jets heading to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Bills are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home uh, with a low over-under, uh, the lowest of the week, at 39-and-a-half. Uh, guys, I'm, I'm feeling the Bills here. Uh, I really like uh, some of the things they did in the offseason. Uh, you know, their offensive line, uh, really starting last year, uh, just took a big step forward. Uh, I expect that to continue. Uh, I like Stefan Diggs on the outside. I think that's going to add, uh, you know, another, uh, weapon for, uh, Josh Allen to use along with, uh, John Brown. So he's got some deep threats, uh, that can really take the top off the defense. You know, all we've heard out of New York too, uh, thus far has just been a lot of turmoil, uh, in camp, uh, you know, just, Seems like things are a little bit off there. Uh, don't love their personnel either. Uh, you know, they're a team that's going to struggle to put up points uh, already. And then, you know, playing this tough uh, Bills defense, I just I think they're really going to struggle. I don't uh, expect a lot from Sam Darnold in this game. So I'm going to go Bills. I think they should be able to cover the 6.5. I'm going to tell you here, I'm going to go Bills, and it's going to be my lock of the week. Ooh. Yeah, I, I think, in my view, I think the the Bills had probably the best offseason out of any team in the league. I, I love their additions. Um, Stephon Diggs is, like you said, is going to bring a different element to this team that they were lacking. Um, you know, even like a sign-in like Josh Norman, I think, you know, him, him as the second corner, you know, Tredavious White's got an island. I, I really see a bounce back year for Josh uh, Josh Norman. This defense was already good. Um and I think they're facing a Jets team that I think on paper is one of the least talented teams in the whole league. Mm-hmm. Um, a coach that seems to 
I don't know, everyone, <laughs> everyone in New York doesn't seem to like them. Players don't like them. Uh, yeah, I, I, I see the Bills uh, smoking them. Right now, I'm on the, the other side of you as you guys. I, I mean, I'm leaning on the Jets. I, I'm not confident in this game. I, I do think it's going to be low scoring like it always has been over the last couple of years between the Bills and Jets, and that's why that six and a half Seems like it could be something within the reach of the Jets. Um, I mean, yeah, the Bills, they, they did have a good offseason. They could absolutely blow the Jets out of the water here. But I just I just can't bring myself to it, to be honest. This is a game I'm going to probably stay away with, uh, away from. Um, but I, I think it's going to be low scoring, really. Um, I'm not confident enough to bet on it, really, because there is that outside factor of, yeah, all the Bills additions that they just go lights out on this Jets defense, who is a little questionable this year. Um, right now, I, I kind of feel like I'm talking myself into the Bills as I'm <laughs> saying all this right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I looked at the line this morning. It was Bills minus seven. It moved to minus six and a half, and I, I took it then because... I mean, if you get six bills minus six and a half, I I, I love that, love that value. You guys are gonna flip. You flip me. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm still not confident, but uh, I think the yeah, I think the bills could bills. pull it off by a touchdown. I don't have a good feel for this game, guys. Yeah, I'd say uh, if that line for whatever reason gets to minus six, that's the uh, that's the time you got to jump on it. Um, if you yeah, get that, that that's six, a I'd really feel good about it. Uh, six and a half is tough with that hook, but, um, yeah, I just, you know, I think the Bills can get to 20 and I don't see the Jets get more than like, uh, 10 or 13 on them, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, I just, I haven't seen enough out of Darnold yet to show me that he can, you know, really move the ball on a good defense. So, uh, yeah, I like the Bills here. I, I think they should be able to cover that. Yeah. I, I'm not surprised though. Could be, could be a low scoring game. So we'll see. Yeah. All right, guys, uh, next one up, we've got the Las Vegas Raiders uh, taking on the Carolina Panthers. Uh, A lot of changes for the Panthers, uh, you know, over the offseason. Ron Rivera out. um, You know, got a new quarterback in Teddy uh, Bridgewater in there. So um, they are uh, plus three at home here. Uh, Over-under in this one is 48. Um, Guys, I, I really like the Raiders in this one. Uh, you know, just, I, I, I think that they're going to be a much improved offense this year. And, you know, they were getting a lot of contributions on the defensive side of the ball last year. I think they built a good foundation there. Um, I don't expect the Panthers to be too dynamic of an offense. Uh, you know, with Teddy Bridgewater, a quarterback, I think they'll be able to move the ball. Okay. Um, but I, I just don't think they can keep up uh, with the Raiders. I think, um, you know, I'm expecting Josh Jacobs to have a pretty big day. Uh, you know, we'll see if uh, Ruggs can, uh, you know, make an impact on this game uh, for the Raiders as well. Maybe he can take the top off the defense. But, uh, you know, I think the Raiders should have no problem covering this, uh, the minus three, and I'm going to make that my lock of the week. It's a lock! No! I'm right with you there. I love the Raiders on this one. I think I remember seeing it open up at uh, Panthers plus one and a half, and I just needed needed to jump all over that one. Um, that just seemed wrong to me. I, that, which kind of worries me in a way because it's it's like is there something we're missing here? But um, it could be just like that 
Jacksonville Saints game uh, last year where we all, for some reason, the Jaguars were favorite, but we just we knew we knew yeah. better. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, there's there's too many question marks on this pa- Panthers team. I know it looks great uh, with having uh, all these weapons. Now you have Teddy Bridgewater. You still got DJ Moore. You still got Christian McCaffrey. You've got Robbie Anderson coming in, and I think they might be able to hit a stride later in the season but this first game with no preseason especially with the new head coach who's coming from college I I don't feel great about the Panthers here uh, I feel a lot better about a Raiders team under a very experienced head coach who um, they play their game I, I think they're going to be able to get their business done um, three points I think is going to be no problem for the Raiders right here um, even if their receivers are going to be two rookies. Yep. Yeah, you make a great point. I'm on the Raiders, too, for this game, all, all over the Raiders. You make a great point with, you know, at John Gruden, he's going to have these guys ready to go. Um, you know, he's been through a lot. Uh, very experienced head coach, Matt Rule. This is a, you know, completely new. It's going to be his first game with all these different uh, factors coming into it with a new offense, new quarterback. Um, I agree with you. I think this team could get into a stride later in the year and they have they have some good pieces but i think for this game i think uh the raiders take care of business here and uh you know cover the three all right uh so that's uh that's one that we're all agreeing on here uh since robbie flip-flopped i guess we all agreed on the uh, bills as well but uh seems like we're all pretty confident on the raiders so um you know we'll see how that one plays out but uh we're kind of paid in that fading that new panthers uh offense and coaching staff here at least at the onset of the year all right guys interesting matchup here uh we got the seattle seahawks heading to atlanta to take on the falcons um the falcons are actually two and a half point dogs at home in this one and the over under is 48 and a half uh adam i'm gonna turn it over to you what are your thoughts on this one uh this one i was going either way on this one too not not too uh, sure myself on this one, but I'm I'm gonna take the Falcons money line. Um, you know, last year they they didn't have a good year. Um, sort of caught stride at the end of the season there, saved Dan Quinn's job. Um, but you know they they had a rough year. They 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 lost a lot of pieces on that defense. The injury, those pieces are gonna be back this year. Um, offense is really, yeah, I think they're gonna be even better than they were last year with um, Todd Gurley in place of. Um, you know what they didn't have from the uh Devontae Freeman but you know I I I don't I don't feel great about it Seahawks I mean their playoff team last year I know they lost a couple pieces on defense but I fully expect them to be up and rolling with Pete Carroll um but you know it's 2020 who nobody knows anything I I'll take the uh, (laughs) if it's an even matchup I'll take the Falcons uh money line at home can I can I uh like uh just go a little off topic for a second, talk about a little future I really like. Um, future song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking future or future junior? <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's relevant to a conversation we had b- before that. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, yeah. Anyways, um, I, I I don't know if I said it on the show last year, but there's one prop bet that I was loving. I know I was raving to you guys. Raven, oh, I was raving man. to you guys about uh, Lamar Jackson's uh, rushing yards 
I, I don't remember what it was exactly. It was like 600 yards. And I just knew that I had to go over. Um, so I, th- I think I'm thinking maybe I try to do that every year. Maybe I'm going to try one this year. I'm just sticking to that. I really like, and it has to do with the Falcons again. Um, if you remember last year, I kind of pointed out odd similarities uh, between the 2012 uh, main offensive pieces when Dirk Cutter first was coordinator at the Falcons and uh, the similarities between that Falcons team and the one last year uh, kind of had me off of Devonta Freeman. Um, now they, so the 2012 team going into 2013, you know, Michael Turner didn't have a good year, so axed him. So instead they brought in um, uh, a good running back um, who was a first round draft pick who spent all of his career previously with the Rams um, in Steven Jackson. And he had, going into the season, uh, Steven Jackson had eight consecutive thousand-plus yard rushing. But then when he got to the Falcons, um, granted he only played 12 games, but he was on pace for only like 700 yards. And that's why I'm off of Todd Gurley this year. I, I don't think this was like a thing of Devonta. I'm seeing people saying, oh, Devonta Freeman's bad. I don't think so. I don't. I think it was just bad system with Dirk Cutter. He wasn't healthy. And... I saw a prop of Todd Gurley over under um, 825 rushing yards, and I think that's going to go way under. Even if he plays 16 games, I'm not sure he's going to be able to get all those rushing yards. I think he's got potential in the passing game like Devonta Freeman had, um, but the rushing yards themselves I don't think it's going to get. And now you add in his arthritis and injury history, is he going to even play 16 games? Um, Are they going to not give him full amount of reps, I think you should be pounding the under on that one. Um, I'm wearing a Todd Gurley jersey. You right are now. wearing a you know Gurley that, right? jersey. And surely I did not expect you to walk in with the Gurley <laughs> jersey today. Um, but Boy, yeah, boys, that, that, boy's coming home to ATL, man. He tore it up it in Georgia. Home. Yeah. And granted, at that time, like Steven Jackson was 30 years old on this season and Gurley's 25 now. But I mean, Gurley's. He's got a little wear on him. I'm I'm not convinced. Um, I'm not convinced it was a bad Devonta Freeman under for that one. Anyways, uh, back to this game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not confident in this Falcons team at all. I think the Seahawks team is just is still a good team. It's still a team that knows how to win, like it does most of the years. Um, now they added. Um, Carlos Hyde, I don't think it's that much, but Greg Olson for, and they have Will Disley back, who I think people forgot about. I think that's two good tight ends to have, which is going to help that offense, along with the emergence of DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett now fully healthy. I think they're going to be able to ball out out against this Falcons defense. And again, this, um, I'm not buying into any sort of home field advantage that um, the line implies. So I really like the Seahawks here. I'm pretty confident on that. Wow, Robbie. Um, you know, we still got your notes up here from uh, do. last time. Uh, I think it was the opening episode for uh, last season. You told me about how bad Devontae Freeman was going to be, and you were actually right. Um, and you brought it up using Michael Turner stats. So uh, now we've just shifted that to Steven Jackson. So this is uh, this is fun. But uh, <laughs> I, I just thought it was weird that that – Time is a flat circle. It's, <laughs> it really is. It's 
It's just weird now. <laughs> Everything's weird. The world's weird. Well, uh, Adam, you know, I'm I'm really jealous of your Russell Wilson puns over there. Uh, you know, well done. I'm. We're gonna have to have a uh, Sierra Nevada uh, IPA <laughs> to celebrate that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, shout out to the uh, greatest love triangle in the history of the world, Russell Wilson, Future, and Sierra. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> back to football, I expect the Seahawks to win this game. Um, you know, should be an exciting one, but, uh, the defensive side of the ball for the Falcons always worries me. Uh, last year they were an absolute Jekyll and Hyde team. And I just wonder if, uh, if we're going to see some very similar inconsistencies, uh, this year as well. You know, I really like, uh, what the, uh, Russell Wilson has, with uh, um, you know his receiving options this year, I'm expecting a pretty big step forward for uh, DK Metcalf. I really like uh, Lockett as a nice security blanket for him, and we all know that they can run the ball well. Uh, you know, common theme here for the day too is continuity, and you know maybe behind the Saints, uh, the uh, Seahawks are probably the second best in terms of that. So um, I think that's going to show up here in Game One. I expect them. Uh, you know, it should be a tight game, but, uh, you know, as long as it's under three, I I really like that number. So I'll take the Seahawks uh, to cover the two and a half. All right, guys. Uh, so next one up, we've got the uh, Philadelphia Eagles heading to uh, D.C. to take on the Washington football team. Um, That's going to take some time for me to get used to. Yeah. Yep. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> the spreadsheet, it's not even right. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, we got to... Uh, this the spreadsheet you know is not PC to, right now. Yeah, I, I'll be the first. I, I apologize in. to my viewers. Uh, I will say uh, the R word here a lot, and it's by mistake. I that is, <laughs> I'll try. Well, th- that team from Washington is five and a half point dogs here uh, for their home opener. Uh, over under in this one is expected to be forty two and a half. Uh, <laughs> Adam, I'm going to turn it over to you because uh, we had a, some pretty good dialogue about the Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> As you change it from, since <laughs> I just said it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, why don't uh, why don't you give us your thoughts on uh, the Redskins uh, this year? As uh, I I'm, I'm gonna give you my thoughts on the team, uh, <laughs> the football team this year. Uh, I, I honestly think this team is a sleeper team. Um, uh, Ron Rivera, very experienced head coach. I like what he's done. I like what the the, the football team's done this whole off season. Uh, it seems like they're trying to change their culture. Um, you know, long overdue. Uh, but that's what 2020 will do to you. Um, I, their defense, I think, on paper, is one of the better defenses in the league. Their front, their front four is phenomenal. Um, they have a little trouble at linebacker, but I, I, they have a good secondary. And against this, I, I think it's recency bias between these two teams. People, you know, thinking Redskins have been pretty bad for a couple of years. Eagles have been very good for a couple of years. But I mean, looking at it, on, on, at least on paper, these two teams are very, very similar to each other um and having said that redskins are getting five and a half at home I'll, I'll take them all day uh yeah and uh i i i think both defenses are gonna come to play this game uh eagles are having a lot of trouble getting healthy wide receivers on the field same as last year i i, I love the under here too at uh you know 42 and 42 and a half is a low number but i i, I don't see either team having a good much success offensively 
Yeah, I'd say, you know, the, the thing uh, that's going to decide this game for the uh, Eagles, in my opinion, and why I see them having success, uh, they're a pretty strong str- uh, screen team. And I think, uh, you know, being able to utilize their running backs, but Miles Sanders, uh, you know, most specifically in the screen game, I think they'll be able to uh, kind of negate uh, that strong pass rush and that strong D-line to some effect. Uh, you know, the other thing that, um, you know, has me leaning Eagles here is that uh, Ertz matchup against the uh, Washington uh, linebackers. We talked earlier about how it's, uh, you know, it's not the most tenured group uh, and definitely, uh, you know, not a lot of uh, name recognition there. Uh, kind of journeyman guys uh, just filling in that you wouldn't really expect to be starters. Uh, so um, I like the Eagles. I think they'll be able to do enough. That five and a half is is kind of a tricky number. Um, you know, I, I just think they should be able to win this one by at least six. So I'm going to go Eagles here. Uh, I feel comfortable in the, uh, about it. I'll probably bet it as well this weekend. Hmm. Uh, well, I'm guess I'm the deciding vote on this one, right? Uh, I was on the Eagles, but a couple minutes ago I decided to flop over. This is one Ooh. I've kind of been on the fence, um, but, you know, got to support the football team on this football one. Team. 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 <laughs> I might just yeah, refer to them as team all year. You know <laughs> what? I, I just like it. Team. 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 We're going to keep a team. <laughs> so the team, yeah. <laughs> um, the... the <laughs> Okay. We should I'm probably gonna... just say Washington, but I'm trying to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, you guys do make good points about this game. This game just all kind of the same way last year. What the opener of Washington against Philadelphia? It just seemed like a trap. And Eagles are already banged up. Oh, it's just crazy. How what what goes on there? How how do they get banged up so easily? <laughs> um, but the team. Um, the team is, you know, Sadik, you were reading off um, before the show uh, kind of what their defensive front looked like, and it, that is uh, pretty good. And maybe I believe they could be a lot better under Riverboat Ron. Um, this does smell like a trap if you're on the Eagles side. I, I think there is a good, there is a shot that the team can pull it off. And so I, I kind of flopped over to the team here, especially, you know, who are the receivers for the Eagles? It's Zach Ertz. Um, Sean Jackson. The, the Sean he Jackson. Might be the only healthy guy. I mean, like the, the rookie Jalen Rieger, uh, he, he's not going to play week one. Alshon's gone for a while. Um, their old line's already beat up. Yeah, I, I think the team are, can surprise some people this week. The team. Team, team. <laughs> Well, we'll see. Uh, that team from Washington, uh, uh, you know, like you pointed out, Adam, uh, really strong defense. So, um, you know, we'll see if it holds here. I could see, you know, based on some of the injuries uh, that we talked about uh, with the Eagles struggling to score. So maybe that under uh, on 42.5 is juicy. Uh, so we'll see there. But. Um, you guys are both liking the under. Is that that right? Yes, yeah, I, I like it. You know, I, like I said earlier, I, I, I don't think I'm going to bet any of them this week, but that's probably the one that looks the best to me. All right, guys, next game up, uh, the beloved Bears head to Detroit to take on the Lions. Lions are three-point favorites at home in this one. Uh, Over-under is set at 44.5. Um, you know what? 
we, we we love our Bears here, but I'm going to turn it over to Adam because Adam's got some takes for you. So, you know, thinking about this game, Matt Nagy uh, infamously uh, practiced with the Augusta Silence for his kickers, right? <laughs> um, who knew that would pay off the next year with uh, no no crowd noise? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a genius. Wow. Like, I mean, hats off to Matt Nagy. That guy is a, I don't know, genius. But uh, <laughs> real talk, I'm just playing. Um, I actually like the Bears here. Um, you know, I've probably heard me say that a lot last year, and it never came out <laughs> right. But uh, Mitch has had pretty good success against the Lions. Uh, Lions secondary, uh, you know, without Darius Slay, not, not that good. Um I, I don't. I'm not hearing a lot of good press from the Lions. You know, their top two picks, Akuda and um, Swift. You know, they're not. I mean, if they do play, they're not going to get much playing time. That's not a good sign um, for a bad team already. Yeah, I know they got Matt Stafford, um, but I, 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 I think a lot of the national uh, media's, uh, you know, negative against the Bears, negative against Mitch, and some of it, you know, some of it, uh, some of it, uh, you know, is deserved, but. I think in this matchup, Bears have really handled their business against the Lions in the past few years. I don't see that changing and uh, getting three points. I, I I like the Bears. I'm actually going to take a money line this week. Oh, there you go. I like the Bears too. Um, I think they can win the game. Uh, I'm I'm going to take them with the plus three just to have that little extra security blanket. Um, I, I feel pretty good about that. It should be a tight game. I, I see something in the ballpark of 16-13. Um, would not be surprised at this under hit. You know, both these teams, uh, you know, last year there were some low-scoring affairs. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. Um, I just think the Bears' defense is going to be tough. Uh, you know, tough enough for the uh, Lions to crack, uh, you know, as they are still one of the premier units in the league. And then that Bears offense, I mean, at least the one thing with Mitch is, you know, it's uh, you have that option of making plays on the ground. Um, you know, that's a big dimension for this team. So we'll see. Maybe they can, you know, refine some of that magic from two years ago. Um, it's really going to be up to the Bears defense probably to win the turnover battle in this one uh, to be able to keep the game close. Um, but as long as they can do that, and I expect them to, uh, I think the Bears will be able to move the ball well enough on that kind of lackluster Lions defense, um, you know, especially on the passing side of the ball, uh, you know, to keep them in this game and, and to cover the plus three. Yeah, and going off that point of defense, I think that's a huge component to this game um, on both sides of the ball. That look, uh, Bears Bears added Robert Quinn, who's going to be way better than <laughs> Leonard Floyd. Um and you have a healthy Akeem Hicks, um, who was just absolutely crucial for that D-line. I think this is going to be a tough, tough goings for um, a Lions offense, which are they, who, who's their running back? Is it going to be Adrian Peterson? Is it going to be carry on? Yeah. Is it going to be mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift? I mean, they're all um, questionable running backs at this time. It's <laughs> all it's, have questionable health at this point. Yeah. Questionable health for sure. Yeah. Um, and defensive side of the ball for the Lions, it doesn't look great. I mean, they lost Slay. Um, I, I think that's going to open up just a lot in itself. Uh, defense is not threatening to me, even 
if Mitch is the starter. And I hope I don't get this too discredited much, but I think Mitch gets a little too much of a bad rap. Um, I mean, granted, he does he does overthrow a lot. I'm not going to deny that by any means, but I mean... Even, I like to think of him as colorblind. Like sometimes he just, you know, he can't tell which color we're wearing. So he, I mean, I, but I, I mean, I'm looking right here at um, interception percentage, and he was he was middle of the pack last year, fifteenth. He's got a winning record. Um, as he a had a better QB. interception percentage than Ryan Tannehill or Deshaun Watson, who are both Pro Bowlers. Um, yeah, only one point nine percent of throws were intercepted. I, I think he's gonna be able to not turn the ball over against a Lions defense, which is meh, and be able to do enough that the Bears be able to pull it off. I mean, I look at this. This is a pretty neutral field, if you ask me. If you're talking about a neutral field, nothing's more neutral than Dome. Um, and I think the Bears are just, on paper, definitely by far the better team. I I think they'll be able to pull this off. Yeah, good matchup, too, for the Bears. I, I feel really good about the Bears' money line here. Yep. You know, for what it's worth, Mitch has had a lot of success against the Lions over the years, um, you know, so we'll see if he can continue that, uh, but this has been one team that, you know, he has been able to uh, uh, at least kind of figure things out against, so, um, you know, that does uh, bode well for the Bears, so we'll see if they're able to cover that number. All right, uh, AFC South matchup is next up, and it is the Indianapolis Colts heading to Jacksonville to take on Gardner Minshew, my guy, um, <laughs> in Jacksonville. And so the uh, Jags, which are projected to be pretty much the worst team in the league this year, are eight-point dogs at home. Over-under in this one set at 45. Um, you know, guys, I'm I'm taking the Jags in this one. I think it's going to be... I, I still expect the Colts to win. I just think it'll be a little bit closer game. I'm expecting this to be pretty sloppy, especially with Phillip Rivers you know, joining a new team. I'm not sure how well he's going to be able to move the ball anyway all year. Um, you know, if the Colts are able to get up early and just run the ball on the Jags, then, you know, we could see, uh, you know, it could get ugly and the Colts could run away with it. But I just think, you know, the Jags are going to be able to do just enough I think the Colts' passing offense is going to struggle here early, uh, as Philip Rivers, you know, kind of figures things out with the new offense. Um, and I, I think the Jags will be able to move the ball well enough to keep them, you know, to roughly a, a one-score game. And uh, you know, plus H just—it's a big number. Um, and so, uh, you know, the Heat could come into a factor here, uh, especially early season game. You know, so uh, we'll see. But I, I'm I'm leaning Jags here to start. I'm loving the Colts here. Um, eight again. Eight's a big number, number, but I just gotta love the Colts here. The Jaguars are just full fire sale the way the Dolphins were last year, and you saw that it took them. They were just getting beat up all the beginning of last year. It took them a while to find their identity, and the Jags didn't even have any preseason games to try to figure anything out. Um, I think one big key component about the Jags offense, um, well, first of all, Colts defense, um, it was it got better as the year went on. They were looking really good by the end of the year. I think they're very underrated coming into the season. Um, but one of the key focus points of the Jags was Leonard Fournette last year. Um, I believe he was had like the something like he was fourth highest running back uh, or with average uh, number of 
uh, defenders in the box whenever he was on the field at something like 7.1 defenders on average, which is a lot, which is why it kind of opens up things for Gardner Minshew and DJ Chark connection. Um, with this Jags backfield of questionable guys, teams are not going to need to stack the box against them. They're, they could put more focus on like DJ Chark um, and the passing offense, and they'll be okay. I, I don't see the Jaguars really having much offensive movement in this one. Colts are just a, a lot better on defense um, against this not not great offense. Um, I'm really liking the Colts to cover eight points here. Yeah, you know, when I first saw this line, I was like eight points or eight plus eight at home. I, I had the Jags, but then I started really thinking about where these two teams are heading, like at least into this year. You know, Jaguars, like you said, they're, they're in full fire sale mode. I don't know if they're trying to win a game. Um, you know, they've, they've given up pretty much every valuable piece on defense already. Offense, it's I, they're going to be just passing the ball nonstop with uh, Minshew, uh, getting that air raid offense in. Um, and, you know, I, I have my questions about the Colts' offense this year with Philip Rivers, um, but then you look at what the Colts or what the Colts did on the offseason. They're in win now mode. They went out and traded their first round pick for Divorce Buckner. They went out and signed Philip Rivers. Um, they're going for it this year, and uh, when you when you're playing a team that <laughs> is trying to lose, uh, I. I I flipped over and I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna go Colts here, um, Colts here to uh, cover the eight points. I, I don't feel great about it, um, but I feel I feel much better about uh, picking the Colts and the Jags. And and one one more thing on this one, I, I love the under. Um, I I think with the addition of uh, DeForest Buckner and um, Justin Houston on that D line, I I think Colts defense this year is pretty pretty improved at least their their rush defense and I I like I said I have my my concerns about the Colts offense so I don't I don't see a whole lot, a lot of points getting scored this game uh the numbers at 45 I'm going to take the under all right uh so uh next game up guys we got a uh, NFC North matchup it's the Green Bay Packers uh heading into uh, Minneapolis to take on the Vikings uh, the Vikings are two and a half point favorites at home. Over under in this one set at forty five. Um, we've we've had a lot of dialogue on this one, guys, um, and it seems like we're in agreement. But uh, you know, Packers uh, seem like a pretty uh, juicy pick here. Uh, you know, two and a half point dogs. I I really like that. Um, I just think. You know, Aaron Rodgers should be able to move the ball well enough. There's a lot of turnover on the uh, defensive side of the ball for the Vikings. Uh, a lot of people are making a big deal out of uh, about the uh, Packers, you know, lack of receiving options. But, you know, Devontae Adams is going to be able to destroy Mike Hughes in this game. Like, the Vikings don't have a cornerback that can uh, – cover him and I mean I don't know if they're going to have to try to shadow Harrison Smith over there the whole game but um, you know that's just going to open up other options for Aaron Rodgers so I think this is a matchup nightmare uh, for the Vikings and I you know Aaron Rodgers is one of the smartest players in football he's going to be able to exploit that um, and I'm expecting a much improved uh, rushing game out of the Packers this year you know we already saw uh, LaFleur kind of transition the offense into uh, you know an enhanced running game last year so I expect uh you know, that to continue this year, uh, you know, they've got a lot of interesting options in the backfield. 
Um, you know, with the rookie they grabbed, A.J. Dillon, uh, and obviously, you know, they still have the two-headed monster of Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. So they should be able to rotate those guys in and out, keep them fresh. Um, and I think that they'll be able to uh, establish the run early on in this game, uh, work off, uh, you know, work play action and the screen off of it. So, um, yeah, I like the Packers here. I just, you know, Vikings just lost a lot of pieces. They did some good moves in the offseason to get younger. I like what they did in the draft, but um, I don't think it equates to success in the 2020 season. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, week one, this uh, kind of transition period for them uh, shows up and, and they lose here to the Packers. So I like Pack money line. Yeah, uh, I'm with you again. Um, I think, I mean, I was just looking back just real quick about how we – we kept track of all teams that were good in. Oh, we were all we were all generally good. We we all had win winning records per, with uh, the NFC North. I mean, I I hope we know it pretty well. We're 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 Bears fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know the NFC North. Um, and this one, if oh man, Packers as dogs. Oh, I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving this one. This one is absolutely going to be my lock. Oh. It's a lot. No. Um, yeah. Um, the just on paper, the Packers team is so much better. Um, this again, this is uh, pretty much a neutral field. If there's no crowd noise, it's a dome. Um, if you're gonna not have any noise to disrupt Rodgers, you're gonna have a bad time. Um, he's he's gonna be able to control everything. Um, Lazard, I think, is also gonna have. He's gonna have a chance to make some big plays against who's their second court corner Holton Hill. I'm not too familiar about Holton Hill. Um, I don't think he's that good, but Hey, maybe he'll surprise us here, but I'm not going to bet on it whenever I could get, if you could get ever get like pet Aaron Rodgers at plus money, um, in a meaningful game like this one, uh, you should absolutely take it. It's usually, it usually pays out pretty well. Um, and again, I, th- I think the Packers should be the better team. I don't think the home field advantage is going to be existent here. Just love them. Yeah, I, I, I'm completely with you guys. Um, you know, up until and, and they granted they did add Yannick Ngakwe uh, through trade. True. Um, I don't think he'll be 100% up to speed week one, but they lost a lot of pieces on that D line. Everson Griffin, uh, Weatherly, Daniil Hunter is out. Um, I think the Packers are going to be able to run the ball at will on this team. Uh, like, like you mentioned, the, the cornerback uh, matchups are pretty favorable. Um, I, I think, like you said, we're, I like to think we're pretty dialed in on the NFC North, and uh, I, we all feel great about the Packers' money line here. Uh, take it while you can get it, yep. for sure. All right. So, yeah, I mean, that's probably the one uh, that we'll send you home with here for this podcast is uh, – you know, pack money line that that just you know that screams off the page. And their uh, defense last year was so underrated. The yeah. Packers, yes, yeah, absolutely. They, they were almost a better. De- I think they were a better defensive yeah. team than offensive team. Yeah, yeah. They, I, I honestly, I wouldn't mind taking like the pack minus three, get an alternate line on it. Uh, you know, try to take, take the house for some juice. Yeah, so um, I think you can get creative with this one. I, I think this is. Uh, I just disagree with the way that the line has been placed on this game. Um, I, I expect a completely different outcome. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have some action on this one. All right, uh, we got Chargers-Bengals next. Uh, you know, this one's actually kind of interesting. Uh, 
you know, a lot of turnover uh, for these teams, uh, you know, a lot of big changes, especially uh, under center. So Tyrod Taylor comes in for the Chargers. Bengals, uh, you know, have Joe Burrow now. So uh, very interesting game here. Um, the Bengals are three-point uh, dogs at home in this one. Over-under is 43-and-a-half. Um, you know, this this is going to be kind of a weird game. I don't expect to actually bet on this one. I'm going to lean Chargers just really off of the defense. I know they lost Derwin James uh, for some time with the knee, but uh, I I just think, you know, that D-line for the Chargers uh, still has a lot of talent on it. And, um, you know, Joe Burrow in the game one, I just got to see it first before I can, you know, you know, pick the pick the Bengals here to to cover the spread. So I'm gonna take Chargers. Really uh, staying away from this one though, because uh, two teams that I'm just not sure how they're gonna look out of the gates. Yeah, I I, I feel you there. These are two unknown quantities going into the year. Um, Chargers got a great defense. Um, it's a shame Derwin James is out for the year again. Um, that that one hurts. Um, because otherwise we would have an elite defensive unit. I think on offense, they're going to try to model, at least from what I've been reading, they're going to try to model their offense um, sort of with what the Ravens did last year um, with a heavy run scheme, um, a lot of, you know, action, play action, um, you know, not limited amount of throws, but throws down the field. And I, I think that suits um, to Rod Taylor's skill set, and I think they're going to have success with it. And then with the Bengals, I – you know who knows what they're going to come out with. I they they spent a lot of money on the off season addressing that defense. I still think they have a lot of problems on the O line, um, but they are pretty stacked at the skill positions. And you know Joe Burrow showed, if anything, uh, at LSU that he can evade to rush and make plays with his feet. So I think this is a team that you know uh, will have some success. Uh, you know this year, but I. I, I'm going to lean the Chargers just because, um, you know, they have more continuity. Um, you know, uh, Anthony Lynn, you know, that defense. I think the Bengals, with sort of rebuilding their, their offense around Joe Burrow, might be a little bit more slow out of the gate. Um, but otherwise, I, I think these are two pretty even-matched teams, but I'm, I'm going to lean Chargers here. Chargers are a West Coast team that has traveled well in the last couple of years, too. They've played uh, pretty well on the road. Some so. would say that they played only away games yeah. the last two years. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see. Robbie, what do you have on the? My first thoughts about this match was, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, this is a game I'm not sure I, I, I'd like either side. I'm leaning Chargers just because um, – I know people forget, but uh, Terod Taylor, he, he actually was uh, he was a phenomenon for a little bit. Uh, he was uh, shaking the fantasy world, at least, with uh, some of his rushing ability. Um, took the, the Bills, Bills to the playoffs. Bit. He yeah. took the Bills to the playoff. I, I think he he's a fine veteran presence um, to be able to lead this Chargers team. I think the Bengals, it's uh, Joe Burrow. That's just, that's where it's all all is with him if he's able to come out of the gate hot then you know maybe the Bengals are, are able to pull this one off um which can be rough but I mean he looked pretty good at LSU um especially no crowd maybe it's able to ease him in more I don't not sure I like either side but I I do think this over under at 43 and a half I think this is 
a little low for what it should be. Um, I think it's either overconf or overvaluing both these defenses or undervaluing both these offenses. I, th- I think both these offenses have the bi- ability to put up some points here, um, especially against the respective defenses they're going against. I, I know we, we talked about losing Derwin James already, um, but that's a, that's a huge blow for the Chargers for sure. Um, you, you have granted he's already tweaked with the, the hammy already, but they, they're getting A.J. Green back. Tyler Boyd still got his presence here, and second half of the year for the Bengals, um, they started commit, committing to the run more with Joe Mixon, and that that helped their game plan so much. Uh, they were able to sneak away with a win or two. So I, I feel confident that they are able to put up more points. Oh, yeah, and they're getting a bunch of their line back for the Bengals this year. Um, that was a huge loss for them last year. Mm-hmm. Um, their, their whole line last year was just Swiss cheese, but it's it could be pretty solid this year. Um, so, uh, again, I'm on Chargers. I don't feel great about it. I, I do feel pretty good about this over, though. I would agree there. I like the over. All right, guys. Uh, next up, uh, we're heading out west. It is uh, NFC West matchup. The Arizona Cardinals head to San Francisco to take on the Niners. Uh, Niners are seven-point favorites, which uh, you know might be surprising to some, considering they were in the Super Bowl just uh, seven months ago. But uh, seven-point favorites at home in this one. Um, Forty-seven and a half over under. Uh, Cardinals are kind of a darling team this year. A lot of people think uh, new uh, or the second year for Kyler Murray and that Kif, uh, Cliff Kingsbury offense, uh, you know, could help them out. But uh, you know, I think uh, I think the Cardinals, you know, will be able to make a game of this. Uh, I expect them to be able to put up points, um, you know, with that spread offense and keep things interesting. Um, you know, we'll see how the Niners look. Uh, a lot of people think, you know, we could see a Super Bowl hangover from them. Uh, that was a team that relied real heavy on, uh, you know, their defensive stalwarts last year. Uh, we talked about DeForest Buckner, uh, you know, a key departure for them in the offseason. So we'll see, uh, you know, if they're able to overcome that. But, um, you know, seven points is a lot, uh, especially for a division game that should be, you know, tightly contested. I'm going to go with the Cardinals here. I think that they're able to move the ball well enough to keep the game close. Yeah, I'm also going to go Cardinals here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not really concerned about the Cardinals' ability to move it on offense against this defense. Uh, you know, with this the addition of DeAndre Hopkins, I, I think this offense is going to take a step this year, even from what it was last year. I, I, I'm pretty confident in this offense. Uh, and in, when you look at their defense, you know, uh, last year, Buda Baker had a great year in the back. You know what you have in Patrick Peterson. Uh, Chandler Jones was maybe the best defensive end in the league, but you know they were sort of lacking in the middle of the field, and they went out and drafted Isaiah Simmons. And uh, I, I think he's the perfect fit for the, what this defense is going to be. Um, probably most impa- impactful defensive rookie I, I'm envisioning this year. Um, and when you look, I mean, in interdivision game, you're getting seven points. I think the Cardinals played them well last year. I'm, I'm going to say that they, uh, I don't, I'm not sure if they're going to win, but I, I think they will cover that seven points. I think that's too much for this line. Um, and I'm pretty confident in the Cardinals. Yeah. Like you said, that seven points seems like too much. Um, 
so I'm going to side with you guys on the Cardinals. Um, I just don't, I don't feel great about it either because just like last year, it feels like I might be underestimating the Niners. Like, oh, we've never like done that before. Start, <laughs> started last <laughs> season. But this Cardinals team, yeah, I mean, Kenyon Drake has been – he's fully cleared to play right now. Um, he, he was definitely a big game changer for them in the second half of the season last year. He definitely fit their scheme very well. Um, and even if he gets knocked out at any point, you know, I have no doubts Chase Edmonds can fill that role because he was doing that well. Um, and 49ers offense has been a little, their receivers are a little beat up right now. Um, Kittle's going to catch some passes. Um, I can't, I don't know how to pronounce the rookie, um, Niners, Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, yeah. Yeah. Both him and Debo are. I mean, I've been hearing good things about him. Um, I know I wasn't expecting Debo to play this game. Um, it se- didn't seem likely at all he was gonna start the season, though. I think it's now questionable. Um, but I'm not expecting him to play. Ayuk heard great things about him in preseason, but I'm not sure he's playing either. Um, Question is: Is Jarek McKinnon gonna play? Hey. <laughs> I've been hearing that he's uh, been looking pretty good. Oh, oh. you know, he, he was he was signed to be the Devonta Freeman role. I'm I'm still standing by that he's gonna he's got a shot to take over that. Yeah, I think field. last time I, I think you liked Devonta Freeman. I liked him in Shanahan's <laughs> offense, and that's what we got here. We got a Shanahan offense. I don't like him in a Dirk Cutter offense. Nobody wants to <laughs> cut with, you Dirk. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it should be interesting. Uh, you know, we'll see how Hopkins looks game one uh, and how much they can get him involved. Uh, you know, he just got a, uh, a big contract, uh, you know, nice extension there. So uh, I expect them to utilize him a lot this season. But, uh, you know, with the Niners, it's it's really kind of a concern, as you guys pointed out, with, um, you know, if they have the offensive weapons to, to move the ball enough to really cover a seven-point spread. Um and yeah, I mean it's it's concerning. So you know we'll see. Um, Super Bowl hangover may be real for the Forty Nineers. Yeah, this year. yeah. You know, especially with everything that's gone on to this year and just as abnormal of a year as it's been. You know, you don't know if that uh, just amplifies that. But uh, yeah, I I just think the Cardinals will be able to stay in this one. Um, you know, and put up enough points. So we'll see. Anything else to add there, guys? All right. Uh, next game up. Uh, you know. One of the better games of the weekend uh, for me. A lot of intrigue here. It's the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, led by Tom Brady heading into New Orleans to take on the Saints. Saints are three-and-a-half-point favorites in this one, and the over-under is set at 49. Um, Guys, I'm on the Saints in this one. I'm going to take the continuity. Uh, Sean Payton knows what he's doing. Uh, You know, he's he's had that team well run for, uh, you know, over – like 13, 14 years at this point. Um, you know, one of the best of the business. And uh, I think of all years, this is where, you know, the importance of a head coach can really come through. Sean Payton's, uh, you know, definitely top three in the league, if you ask me. Um, so I think that's a big advantage. Uh, Personnel-wise, I mean, Saints, one of the best all-around teams in the league. Um, you know, they can hang with you on defense, shut teams down, and, and – uh, you know, they still have that dynamic one-two uh, rushing attack with Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray, uh, who can kind of pick up some of those uh, dirtier yards up the middle. 
you know, and I, I like some of the acquisitions that were made uh, by this team in the offseason. I think getting Emmanuel Sanders is a nice number two option to Michael Thomas's key, um, you know, to help, uh, you know, not have the uh, coverage completely shifted to one half of the field. Um, you know, and Michael Thomas, I mean, you can't say enough about that guy. He's uh, he's a game wrecker every game. Uh, you know, they can go to him on any third down, and he'll make a play for you. I just, uh, I don't know. I Part of me is a little worried, too, about how Tom Brady's going to hold up here in a new system. You know, they really tailored things uh, in New England to uh, work with his skill set, and I just... I worry that if that Tampa Bay O-line can't hold up, that things could get ugly in a hurry. And if Tom is forced to move at all or forced to deviate uh, from his three- or five-step drops, things are going to get tough for him. Um, you know, and, and he could be going down early and often in this one. I like the Saints at minus three-and-a-half. I'm pretty confident in it. Um, you know, I think they should be able to cover that. Oh man, I, I just looked up the injury report for the Buccaneers and um, their website, uh, the banner they have on top, it just hurts my eyes a little bit. It's just Buccaneers on the top with a picture of Tom Brady. It, it kind of hurt to read. I, oh, wow. I had to adjust my eyes a little. It's uh, it's a little weird. Um, uh, anyways, yeah, you, um, well, Mike Evans just popped up with a hamstring injury uh, on the injury report that today. That's not good, um, no. but yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the Saints side here. I, I'm not sure exactly how I feel about this game overall. Uh, I mean, I I don't feel great about this game um, as far as um, being confident about anything. But um, I do feel that the Buccaneers, um, a lot of the line is kind of kind of like the Panthers, where it's the shiny new toy you know you got Tom Brady with the all these weapons uh Gronk's coming back um they're gonna make a push with for the Super Bowl with Bruce Arians they're the Browns from last year yes oh wow I think that might actually be a pretty good comparison I I I don't think I'm confident now yeah I, I think I'm if I'm gonna pick a side I'm gonna pick the side that's always been consistent through the years and you know, pretty good on both sides of the ball. Who added Emmanuel Sanders, um, which is going to help spread the ball around a little more. And healthy Kamara, healthy Kamara. Um, yeah, I'll take the Saints. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you guys. In this game, at least, you know, you got one known commodity with the Saints, and then you got an unknown commodity with the Buccaneers. Now, uh, you know, I was looking at the Bucks uh, roster uh, this afternoon, and you know, I don't have concerns about. You know, the, their ability to move the ball. I, I trust Tom. I trust Bruce Arians to get that offense working and dialed in. I, I do not trust their O-line and, and or their secondary. There's a lot of a lot of youth and inexperience in both those units. Um, I mean, and if, if you look at this Bucks team from last year, they moved the ball better than anybody on, in the league. It, that was never their problem. They, they didn't really mm-hmm. address the problems to this team. They just added Tom Brady and Grock. And, and I just, you know, season long, I don't think it, I, I think the Browns comparison is very valid and, um, you know, is a really good analogy. You would think that with Brady instead of Jameis that they would have less turnovers because Jameis was just... Jameis uh, was Jameis. He, he was a, t- a touchdown here, interception there. You know, it was pretty much 
spot uh, you could just count on it and that 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 hurt that's why they could throw that much um but yeah it, yeah it, question marks about this bucks team yeah i mean you know tom brady's not the kind of guy you want to doubt um uh, but i think the last time we all saw him and we we sh- can all probably agree on it the arrow was trending down yep. um for sure so there was a lot of dialogue back and forth last year about how he needed more weapons, especially on the outside. Um, I just I think the big thing with Tom Brady is if you're gonna really be all in on a quarterback like that, um, you got to be able to move the ball pretty well on first and second down to give him third and manageable. Because if you're asking Tom Brady to stand back there for four or five seconds on third and twelve, often it's going to be a nightmare and and they're going to get picked apart and he's going to get eaten alive by opposing D lines. Uh, because yeah, I'm not confident in that Tampa, um, O line. And so that's really my main concern with that. I got to see it, uh, first, but I, I'm worried that Tom's going to be running for his life, especially if they can't run the ball early, which, you know, I watched a lot of the bucks last year, run the ball. Well, was not something <laughs> that was uh, on their resume. So if they can't do that this year, they're going to have to, you know, have a lot of success uh, success with uh, first and second down passing plays. I don't know. I just, I uh, I have my, uh, I, I've, there's some red flags here with the Bucks that have me concerned, and I definitely won't be betting on them in this one. All right, guys, uh, another very good game here, uh, primetime Sunday night game. It is the Cowboys heading to L.A. to take on the Rams. Uh, Rams are three-point dogs at home in this one. Over-under is 51-and-a-half. Adam, you're our Cowboys expert. Uh, Why don't you lead this one off? Uh, I'm all over the boys in this game. Um, I don't think they'll have any problem moving the ball in this Rams defense. Um, You know, might might let up a little bit of a – I mean, I I think the Cowboys defense isn't – an elite unit, um, but I definitely think their offense is elite this year. They added another ext- extreme playmaker in C.D. Lamb in the draft. Uh, Mike McCarthy zoomed up on uh, <laughs> at the draft uh, with face right in the camera. He loved it. <laughs> I loved it. That's the highlight of the draft. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Um, but in this game, I, I I actually like the Rams this season, um, but I, I I don't think they can keep up with the Cowboys' firepower. I deck balls out on Sunday night and Cowboys win. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'm with you there. Um, just nothing, something about this Rams team. I'm not really super excited about this year. Um, I don't know. No, Cam Akers is supposed to be looking good coming in to fill in the role for Gurley. Uh, they did lose Brandon cooks, which I mean, he wasn't the most, he wasn't the healthiest player out there, um, but I, I I think this uh, Cowboys team is a better team here. Um, I think they've got a shot to show it too. First game. I'd be interested to see how much of an impact Alden Smith has because if he's anything like he was, you know, in his prime, uh, this Cowboys team could be dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he's really the replacement for Robert Quinn. I think a lot of people. Uh, there's a lot of people high on the Cowboys right now. Um, that's probably their biggest question mark is can they generate 
consistent pass rush. Um, well, they got two lottery tickets with him and Randy Gregory. If one of them yeah. hits, they'll be good. Right, right. Um, you know, so we'll see. Uh, they they have a lot of talent on that uh, on that defense, though. Um, yeah, I just think the Cowboys in this one, I like their defense a little bit better than I like the Rams' defense in this one. And I think the offenses, you know, are really going to be able to go blow by blow uh, here in this one. You know, the Cowboys just have so many weapons. Um, you know, as do the Rams. This is going to be an offensive showcase. I'm, I'm really excited for this game. I just think the Cowboys are going to be able to squeak this one out. And it's just because I, I think they have just slightly better playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. They're a little bit deeper on that side of the ball in terms of depth, and I think that shows up. Um, you know, we'll see. should be a close game, though. Uh, so I'll take the Cowboys, uh, you know, minus three. All right, uh, next one up, guys. Uh, first of our Monday night doubleheader, um, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, heading into uh, New York to take on the Giants. Uh, Giants are six-point dogs in this one, and the over-under is set at 47. Um, I'll start this one off, guys, because I think I have a little bit different of an opinion. I like the Giants in this game, um, and it's really because I think the Steelers... Uh, there's a few things that worry me. Uh, a lot of people think that they're going to pick up right where they left off uh, with Big Ben coming back, uh, but it was off a pretty significant injury to the elbow, you know, we're not quite sure how it's going to look. He is getting up there in age. Um, you know, I think it's easy to forget that he's uh, he's like a 17-year veteran at this point. Um, you know, guy's taken a lot of hits over the years, not a lot of mobility. Um, you know, in terms of who he's throwing to, uh, what, he's got uh, a tight end, um, Ebron, right? Eric Ebron. Ebron yep. at tight end. Uh, and then Juju on the outside, and then a couple of young guys, uh, you know, to compliment him out there. And then really, you know, James Conner, um, guy was going up against some loaded boxes last year for sure, so didn't have a lot of success on the ground. Uh, this Big Ben being back under center opened things up for him. You know, I think the Steelers will be improved. I look for them, you know, to win this game. But the six points seems like a lot. I think the Giants' offense you know, should be able to move the ball in this game, even against a very tough Steelers defense, a Steelers defense that could be, you know, top three unit in the league this year. But, you know, I, I do like a lot of what the Giants have on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, with Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard, uh, you know, two good outside options. Evan Ingram, you know, as long as he's healthy, has always been a threat at tight end. And then uh, Saquon Barkley, just an electric running back. Um, you know, so really... It's going to be about can Daniel Jones, what can he do here as he takes a step into his second season. Uh, I do think there's some promise there. And, uh, you know, we'll see. I just think ultimately this is going to be a pretty close game. Uh, I expect a little bit of rust for the Steelers. I don't think they're going to have quite the offensive explosion that, uh, you know, other people are thinking. And then for the Giants, I think they're going to be able to put up uh, just a little bit more offense than what people are thinking. If I had to guess on this one, I'd say Steelers 20, Giants 17. Um but nonetheless, I think it's going to be a really close game with the Giants even having a chance at winning at home. So I'll take the Giants. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you. I actually like some of the points you made. Um, but when I look at this game, I, I, I do I, I do hear you on some of the Steelers' offensive struggles. Um, 
but I, I think Steelers D wins this game. Uh, Danny drops. I, I think he has a fumble, at least one fumble. <laughs> um, they're they're going to eat him up. And, and that Giants offensive line, they do have good players at the skill positions, but I, I do not believe in that offensive line. Um, I think Danny Dimes is going to be running for his life. Um, maybe throwing a Minka Fitzpatrick pick six, but I, I you know, I I don't feel I don't feel as confident as I was uh, going into the day on the Steelers, but I still think that they're the far superior team. Um, you're looking at an elite defense versus a probably end of the road defense for the Giants. I think they get it done and cover the six. Yeah, I'm I'm. I'm less certain about this game than you guys are. Um, but I am leaning the Steelers, and that's one of the big reasons is the defense. Um, I, I think that is just night and day right there. And also, um, I, I mean, I the Giants offense, it could be take a step off up this year. I mean, new coaching staff um, finally have all their pieces healthy, um, well, except for Golden Tate's now nursing a hamstring. But um, uh, they've got a healthy offense for uh, – Danny Dines and uh but you know I I think I'm gonna go with the experienced coaching staff and the elite defense here um six points is a lot which is got why it's got me on the fence I think it's gonna be close to that um so I'll lean Steelers but not feeling great all right final game of the uh, week here guys it is the Tennessee Titans uh coming off that great playoff run last year uh, took him to the AFC Championship game, heading to Denver to take on the Broncos. Uh, Broncos are two-point dogs here uh, with an over-under at 41-and-a-half. Um, guys, I'm on the Broncos here, and it's it's for a couple reasons. Um, you know, in a season without fans, I think the Broncos along with, um, you know, the Dolphins and the Jags early on in the season and the Bucks. um have sort of an elements factor that's really going to help them. Um, you know, those Florida teams, the heat can get pretty severe. And, uh, you know, if you're not used to playing in it, uh, it can be tough. But with the Broncos, that elevation is difficult to play in. Broncos do not lose uh, a lot of early season home games there because it's tough to play in that elevation. Teams aren't used to it. Um, and the other thing is I really like the way that Drew Locke looked last year. You know, he had a solid connection with Cortland Sutton, uh, you know, that looks to be something that they can build off of. Noah Fant is, again, you know, another solid player at a skill position for them. You bring in Jerry Judy, too, who by all accounts, um, you know, is looking great, uh, you know, in practice for them. So we'll see if he can translate it to the field. I think there's a good chance that they win this game. Um, I think they've got enough on the offensive side of the ball to move things. I know that there's, uh, you know, some concerns with uh, Von Miller injury, but, um, you know, I, I think the Broncos, you know, still have enough firepower on that defense to keep the game close. Titans aren't a team that's going to run away with anything either the way that they play the game. Uh, so I think the Broncos can keep it within striking distance and, uh, you know, take a late game lead and uh, ultimately get this one. So I'll go Broncos. When I was looking at this a couple weeks ago, um, Titans were dogs here, and I, I was thinking about it a little bit. Um, I was trying to, I was looking at all the games, trying to look at because I was thinking away teams might be a little undervalued just in general, and I was trying to pick out what games I would like. And this one was kind of, it was intriguing to me. Um, I I did consider the whole 
high altitude factor, which is pretty much the Broncos' home field advantage. That's their form of home field advantage. But I thought about it more, and I really liked, at the time, the value on the Titans' money line, since it, you would have gotten plus money because, you know, they've got a solid defense. They've got an offense that has been that did work for them once Tannehill came in, and I expect them to kind of work the same way. Um, it does make it tough. Again, the high altitude, that's going to make it tough for the Titans. They're not going to be used to it. Um, so I really like the Titans when they were dogs. Um, now that they're favorites, I, I still I still like them. Um, I mean, the, the reason the big swing, um, I'm not sure if we, you mentioned yet. I don't think you mentioned the uh, Clowney getting signed. And then uh, just recently, uh, Von Miller just out for the season. Um, and I think those are two huge ones that I, I'm feeling very confident in the Titans, even if the, they need to give up two points here. It could be low scoring and it could be tight, but I, I, I mean, two points doesn't seem like a whole lot. Um, what is probably going to happen? It's going to be like Titans, like 17 Broncos, 16, just to mess with me. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I feel good about the Titans here. You know, I, I flip flop probably three times on this game uh, and I'll flip flopping one more time onto the Broncos. Oh, um, you know, I, I think the, the home field advantage, especially early on in the year, I think they had some crazy stat going into last year where they, they've won like 35 out of 36 games in September, the first two weeks at home. Um, last year they lost. Well, some say they, they got canned from the bears. They, <laughs> they, they should have won that game. Um, but I, I'm I'm a I'm gonna take the two points here and go with the Broncos. Um, I do like their offense. I, I think that this was a team that was finding their stride at the end of the year. Um, first year head coach Vic Fangio. I I I envision him being a very good coach. Law, uh, you know, going forward. And you know, people's memory of the Titans was you know a, a powerhouse team that sort of took over the playoffs. Well, the, this this team wasn't a really dominant regular season team last year and they, they were slow out of the gate um so i i have some questions about the titans team i know they added javion Clowney. i don't know how available he's going to be for this week or how much of a difference maker um you know it really sucks with the von miller injury um i was really looking forward to him lining up against bradley chubb um but uh i'm still going to go broncos here not 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 a lot of conviction but um yeah, I'm gonna go with history, and uh, I'm gonna take the Broncos at home in September. All right. I mean, with uh, as far as Clowney goes, uh, he he was kind of similar situation last year. Trade to Seattle right before, um, right before the season started, and he didn't get a lot of snaps in that first game, but he still made an impact. Kind of similar way two years ago, Khalil Mack made pretty much an instant impact for the Bears. So I'm I'm I think he does make a an impact here. Um, against a young offensive team, um, I, I just have a little doubts on that offense. I think Not saying it anybody can't be lining a up, bro, a, but anyone lining up opposite of Garrett Bowles is an impact player. <laughs> can't believe that guy's still starting. All right, guys. So that is the uh, week one slate. So just to recap, our lead pipe locks are Adam. You've got the Bills minus six and a half. Robbie Packers money line, and I've got Raiders minus three. Um, so, uh, why don't we take a look at our consensus podcast parlay here, guys? Uh, Robbie, what are we going with for this week? 
our consensus partly we are looking at we're, we're going to start a couple minus threes in the Raiders minus three at Carolina and the Cowboys minus three at Los Angeles Rams. Um, I was going to say Los Angeles, but that, you know, I confused way. myself. Um, and then our third is going to be a money line pick, which uh, hope hoping they had a little bit of juice. Uh, and that money line is the Packers. We're we're all feeling pretty good about these three picks. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, for those for those new listeners, um, last year what we did was we bet each one of these each one of these games. We put twenty five dollars on, and we put a twenty five dollar on the the parlay itself, and we tracked it throughout the year. And we we ended up pretty good in the money this year. So uh, if you want to follow us, I go ahead. I, I, it might be a good investment. Uh, and yeah, we feel good about these picks. Yeah, I I, I had to look it up uh, mid mid show but we were yeah it was a hundred dollars a week we did it all through the uh championship games right um and we were no did we i think we, we ended, ended in week short? 17 i think we we did end it week yeah. 17 no we we did it before week 17 week 16 yeah week funny. 16 so it was week one through 16 and 100 bucks each week and we were plus uh 335 bucks so that I, i'd say that's pretty good yeah for, Oh, yeah. Time you're up, not a bad thing. Um, so, Adam, why don't you give us your power parlay of the week? <laughs> um, you know, I, I was going to put the Bears in there, but I'm not going to be a homer, at least this week <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, <come> on. <laughs> so I'm going Bills uh, minus six and a half, Steelers minus six, and Cowboys minus three. I just think these those three of the most elite teams in the league, and I like their matchups. So I'm taking them, taking okay. the favorites. Got it. Um, you know, another thing we're going to do this year is we're going to see how far we can get with a uh, eliminator picks. And uh, Robbie, um, you know, just kind of break down for us uh, how eliminators work and what we're thinking for week one. Yeah, so the for those that have uh, never done a eliminator challenge before, uh, you pick one team each week. You can't duplicate any picks. Um, so you need to use all, all 17 weeks have to be different teams. Um, and you... Well, try to keep going and try to keep the winning streak alive. Um, so this week we're going to start it off with one we think is pretty confident um, just to get get ourselves on the right tracks uh, with the, the Colts beating the Jaguars. We, we think the Colts, there should be a little chance that they don't pull through here, you know? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. The only team in that game trying to win. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, before we take off, uh, let's get our Super Bowl uh, matchups uh, on the record here so we've got something to point back at when we're right. <laughs> um, you know, for me, guys, I'm I'm thinking the Chiefs and the Saints, and I think the Saints win it this year. Um, I continue to think the Saints are one of the best all-around teams in football. Uh, they've had some bad luck over the last few years. So if not now, then I don't know if it's going to happen for them. So I'm going Saints over the Chiefs. Uh, uh, you know, the one I, I, this, this was a little tough for me. Um, I feel pretty good about the Ravens having a, a very, very good contention for the Super Bowl here. Uh, I think they're going to get there and win it all. It was tough for me to pick an NFC team, to be honest, because I don't know about you guys, but I feel like the NFC is a little, grabs. it's up for grabs yeah. this year. It's a little weaker than what it has been. I think I'm going to just be rolling with the 49ers. Um, on this one, but I think the main thing for me is at least the Ravens um, are my f- favorites to win. 
Yeah, I was going to go chalk uh, Ravens over Saints, but both of you guys picked those. Um, so I'm going to go with what I actually sort of felt, and which was uh, my more riskier matchup. I'm going to do a 1990s throwback, um, Bills versus the Cowboys Love in the it. Super Bowl. Um, and I'm taking the boys. All right. That gets it done. All right. Well, guys, that's going to do it for us for our week one episode. Uh, Make sure you're checking in every uh, Wednesday night. These are going to get uploaded so we can get you guys uh, ready for, uh, you know, the gambling action in the NFL. But uh, until next week, for Robbie and Adam, uh, take care, guys, and good luck this weekend.